And by the way, since you bring it up, and it is that time of year, people, here's a public service announcement. Hallelujah is not a Christmas song, okay? <laughs> All right, I'm done. Like the creepiest two characters in a movie, and this is one of the things, this is one of the reasons that I love this movie so much, they're all horrible, creepy people. <laughs> Everybody, like, woohoo! What do you guys have about babies as a theme for this year? This is like the fifth movie where infants have been a the plot point, at least. Yeah. Well, you know, we're empty nesters now, and. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> Did we add a fourth rule about drinks? There should be something in there about drinks <laughs> and cocktails. we got to redo that intro. Welcome. It is the Fright Club podcast. She is Hope Madden. He's George Wolf, And we are from MadWolf.com, back at our home away from home, right here on the campus of the Ohio State University at Gateway Film Center. And we've, uh, we've got a great crowd. We've got a movie that I think probably no one has seen. Has anyone here? Uh, one person one? has seen. Oh, oh wait, two oh, or three. Three. Well, All hush right. my mouth. I thought, but still a, a good percentage yes, has not seen it. a good percentage. It. So that's good. And uh, we're going to talk about love stories and horror. But first of all, we got to thank everybody for, well, everybody that we saw at Nightmares Film Festival. Yes. I think I've still got a Nightmares hangover. I know it. I really well, Wasn't that great? Man. Yay. Man, and we did, of course, the two bonus Fright Club episodes, the panels, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Uh, the one that uh, you were on about uh, the distribution, distribution, the new distribution, yeah. and then we had the social progress. Well, Tyrone was on that panel. That's hey, Tyrone. right. That's right. And those Tyrone, were who also had a film in the festival yeah. that was, first of all, in a sold-out screening, yeah. and that got, I think, the most laughs of any movie I saw the entire festival. Good stuff. It and both great. of those, both of those, I was looking at the numbers today um, of those podcasts. They were very well received. So mm. glad we did it. Good panels. Looking forward to doing it again next year. But in the meantime, we're back to the regular schedule. Yes, this is our are. monthly uh, live Fright Club. But we also did the last um, studio version. We talked about hats. We did talk about hats. Hats in horror. Thank you to Maddie. She's here somewhere. Yeah. Uh, thank you for that, uh, that category. Talked about hats and horror, and right away we got some pushback that I knew we were going to get. Yes, on the way home from taping, he goes, did we mention Freddy Krueger at all? I'm like, yo! <laughs> we did not! That's a big one, you know. Yeah, and people I'll, remembered that. I'll take the, I'll take the uh, blame for that. I'm just, I've said before, I'm not a fan of 80s slasher horror, I know. Uh, I know, I know. So it's a I just, good movie, though. It gets but, pushed to the know, back whether, for me. Whether we like it or not, it's a good hat. I mean, we mentioned the Jeepers Creepers hat, and that, those right. are... You know, no, made by is. a pedophile. So that's they're not movies we want to like emphasize. Fair, that's fair. It's a good iconic horror hat. So yes. yeah, so I'll I'll take it for that one. So apologies. Hey, so there's big news oh. for us to share with our oh. friends here. If there they is didn't big know, news. share it. If by chance you've been waiting uh, to watch Obstacle Corpse until it was available to you for free, guess what? It is available to you for free. Obstacle Corpse is on Tubi, and we hope that you will go watch it. Yes, so many options. Of course, it is still also on Amazon, and it's also still on Vudu. Vudu so right. if you want to do the, the uninterrupted route, great, love it. But if you want to do the free route and have some ads, you've got choices, people. That's right, you do. The point is, it all hopefully leads back to the end result of watching Obstacle Corpse. And what's cool is, since it has come to Tubi, 
We've gotten a few uh, reviews Additional here reviews, in the last yeah. week, so very yeah. nice. That yeah, was very nice. People yeah. have been saying some nice things. Uh huh. And then, uh, and then the other thing to keep in mind is, I think that we're going to have additional Obstacle Corps news next month to share with those of you who are looking for perhaps a physical copy. That could perhaps happen. That could perhaps happen. <laughs> we might know by next month, and we can tell you. Yeah, fun stuff. So we're talking love stories in horror. We've got a good one to show, and a good one that it should elicit a lot of talk afterwards i think so because yes. as always when we when we mention it here in the countdown we're not going to say much about it because so many people haven't uh haven't seen it but i'm anticipating a lot of thoughts and afterwards. then we also as we've if we started doing a few months ago we have a short the oh, yeah. before the film and it's it's from our friend timothy troy uh, ding dong it's super fun and i'm excited for you to see it we saw it actually several years ago at nightmares film festival actually yeah, and it is a fun one it is really fun timothy uh, and, and daniel yeah. well everybody there crazy monster yeah. productions very talented which actually look that up crazy monsters productions is they're they're on youtube and they um they put out uh re- like micro shorts horror shorts all the time and and all of them are incredibly fun to watch like 90 so, seconds two yeah. minutes tops they're so great yeah they're a lot of fun so we'll show uh ding dong um and I think that's, yeah, that's the big news, right? Yep, that's all the big news. Okay, so we've got a top five of love stories, and we've got a few that uh, are under the radar, yes. honorable mentions. Yeah. And actually, before, you were out getting a cocktail or something, and I had uh, some guesses as to what were gonna be, what was going to be on the list, mm-hmm. and they guessed, they guessed one mm-hmm. that's in the honorable mentions and one that didn't make it at all, mm. so maybe we'll bring that up here in a little maybe bit. Maybe so. But tell me, talk about the ones that were you know, in the running. Was Necromantic, was that one of the ones no. they expected? Necromantic okay, was that's, not. That's not. Um, <laughs> neither is Frankenhooker, because here's the thing, here's the thing, it's true love and it goes both ways. And Frankenhooker, as, as inventive and fun as that movie is, that guy's a fucking asshole, and he does not love her. He wants a whole other body. That's not love, ladies. Fuck that guy. <laughs> Fuck that guy, George. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so instead, although I've got to admit, the, like, the, as a general rule, the love is not going to turn out that well for any of these people. It is a, they're horror movies. Well, that's not, that's not the, the category. It's just love stories. That's Whether right. it turns out well or not. So I have a list, because there are actually there are a ton. There are a ton of options. And here are the ones that almost made it. I mean, there are hundreds and hundreds of other options. But here are the ones that almost made it. Alleluia, which I think we showed. We did show that, yeah. Um, it's, it's, kind of, it's kind of thematically a sequel to, um, to Colbert. It's the same filmmaker, half of the same cast. And so that's sort of fun. Uh, anyway, so Alleluia did not quite you make know, it. You know, honestly, when, when this category came up, for some reason, that's the first movie that popped into my Hallelujah? head. Hallelujah? Yeah. Yeah. I thought it would, but in the end, it didn't quite make it. Although I do love that movie. Also, Attachment. That's a really fun, weird one that I think you can still get on, on Shudder. Um, Thelma, that is another one that, that I like very much. Let the Right One In. It's yeah, a there it is. Yeah. That was one of the guesses. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I that was because we love that one. Oh, I love it so and much. And also, I mean, both versions actually. We love we love that movie. Yep. Um, uh, Crimes of the Future. I liked the love story in that one. That's pretty recent. Yeah, a Cronenberg. Chinese ghost story. That's a silly fun one, but I like that one a lot. Hi, oh. and that one uh, made me think of Quaidon. So one of the films in the anthology of Quaidon would have would have would have worked. And then also, and I think this might be the one that most people are. Bram Stoker's Dracula. So it's, and I think it, I think his birthday was yesterday, by the way. Anyway, that didn't quite make it, um, partly because I don't like that movie. Uh, so, 
I know. I'm sorry. I love the way it looks. And like, I feel like if I just watched it with the volume off, I would really love that movie. It's just as soon as I hear any of them talking, I think, Jesus. Yeah, that so, is a problem. Yeah. What about, what about Freddy Krueger? Is he uh He's not. Veteran? Okay. He's so not. I want to make sure I don't yeah, offend. That's right. No, this time. He did not make this list. All right. So those are some almost love stories. And uh, as usual for this, uh, it's, we're up against the clock. So let's roll it with a number five on our list of love stories and horror. This is from 2014. Uh, a young man in a personal tailspin flees from U.S. to Italy, where he sparks up a romance with a woman harboring a dark, primordial secret. It's spring. I've been seeing this girl. She's really pretty. That shit gives me some doubts. You're the most attractive person I've ever seen. But that doesn't outweigh that you might be a mental patient, and I gotta make sure you're the kind of crazy I can deal with. No, no. I'm a bunch of confusing biochemistry and some crazy hormones. <laughs> Let's see if the yank of cape up, mate. I don't think you're ready for where this is going. Explain it to me. I don't know how much longer I'm gonna stay here. I don't think he is ready for where this is going. I don't think he is. I really don't. No. This is from two of our favorites, uh, Benson and Moorhead. Yep. We've mentioned them many times on the Fright Club. We've shown two of their movies already. Yeah, including this one. Yeah. Yeah. And it's, um, it's a love story that doesn't... <laughs> Well, it certainly doesn't go where he thought it was going to go. No. But uh, it's really well developed, especially, you know, if you just like if you come in blind to yeah, it, which yeah. I have come into a couple of Benson and Warhead films not knowing anything yeah. and this where it goes. And where it goes is, is with this, this relationship is so fascinating. It is. And it's also very romantic. It is. You know? yeah. And, and I, I like that about and it the, because a lot of times. The setting, yeah, of course, romantic. Yeah. A lot of times horror films that kind of skirt romance. It, they're more cynical than this. This was very not. It's it's a very unabashedly romantic film. And one of the podcasts that we used this in and made the list of um, Sex with a Monster podcast. Right. Spoiler. So <laughs> if that if that is intriguing to you at all. Yeah. And this is an early <laughs> example of some drone photography. Yeah. And it's really interesting to read up about it because they had... They talk about having a meticulous shot list, everything set, and then one of their assistants said, hey, I got this drone. You want to use it? And then they almost get arrested at the Moscow airport because the Russians thought it was some sort of military equipment. Oh, wow. Was just this drone because it was 2014, you know, yeah, a, yeah, a while ago. Yeah. But they were able to just use it and, and see, you know, get the footage and see what they could do with it. Yeah. And it ended up very, very cool. Yeah, and it's just a gorgeous movie. I it mean, really if you're is. familiar with Bunsen Warhead, it doesn't look like one of their movies and it doesn't it doesn't feel like one of their movies. I don't I don't mean that in a bad way uh, about their other films. It just feels very outside of what they're what they generally do. And it also doesn't have that uh, some of the best of their movies. I love their dark humor mm -hmm. that is very prevalent. Mm -hmm. uh, it's not as as prevalent here. No. And just another mm, not really a spoiler where well, you already mentioned the sex with the monsters. So I can say that uh, they have said they wrote this film as a counterpoint to the Vampire Chronicles, uh, in that it's about a creature who actually enjoys its strange condition. Okay. So, hmm, hmm, hmm. A love story there, Spring, uh, number five, Benson and Moorhead from 2014. And uh, moving up to number four, this is, well, this is pretty recent, just last year. A, a young woman embarks on a 1,000-mile odyssey through America where she meets a disenfranchised drifter 
But all roads lead back to their terrifying past and to a final stand that will determine whether love can survive their otherness. It's bones and all. You know, I'm thinking of a bad person. Hey, baby. You look like the kind that's convinced himself he's got this under his thumb. He But you pull on one little thread and... I'm ready. My lord. Magnified, sanctified, be the holy name. Vilified, crucified in the human frame. You want it darker. We kill the flame. I just want to start by applauding the last great Leonard Cohen song. And great placement for that Leonard Cohen song. And by the way, since you bring it up, and it is that time of year, people, here's a public service announcement. Hallelujah is not a Christmas song, okay? (laughs) All right, I'm done. Um, This is so so cool. The mood of it is so great. The acting is fantastic. Michael Stuhlbarg. Oh, and David Gordon Green. I know. Oh, my God. The two They're of so them. They're so good. Like the creepiest two characters in a movie. And this is one of the things. This is one of the reasons that I love this movie so much. They're all horrible, creepy people. <laughs> Everybody. Like, woohoo! I get to, you know, well, you just get to root for like the sort of nicest, certainly most attractive, but bangs aside of the creepy, creepy people. But... I'm glad you brought that up Those too. Bangs. But wait, you, uh, I guess the when at the beginning of the film, the first act, yeah, at the sleepover. I remember, oh you my know, god, I, I'd sleepover. not read this book. I'd not read this book. I knew very little about this. I knew it was Luca Guadagnino, so I was all in. I, I I was under the impression it was a YA novel, so I was a little concerned. And then the sleepover happened, and I'm like, fuck yeah, yes. <laughs> sleepover. I think I love wrong. this movie. Yeah. <laughs> But I'm glad you brought up the bangs because you will love this. Uh, Luca has said in an interview that that hairstyle came directly from Silence of the Lambs. Yeah, oh my God, yes, it did. Yes, maybe the best. Oh, oh my God, James Gum. Do you know James Gum? Oh yeah, we're totally gonna bangs do bangs and so horror. This That's be next. and that, and then of course, um, uh, of course, the scream. Um, poor Gail Weathers. Why? Why did they do that to her? <laughs> that was the worst. But that's the rule. As long as we can think of three off the top of our heads, it can be a, it can be a topic. Yeah, but there's so much uh, to love about this movie. Just the way they treat the affliction. Yeah, let's yeah. call it that way. Let's call it that. Yeah, it's such a. I mean, you know, there is there is real beauty in this movie, and Definitely. there's also quite you know like true love in this movie. And and of course, the whole thing is as the as you said earlier, it's about othering. It's about feeling mm-hmm. um, other. But oh, yeah. but they never soft pedal the horror, which I loved. And I think it's one of the reasons that the movie maybe didn't do as well as people thought it would, because a lot of people mains they did not expect it to be a full-blown horror movie, which is funny because people eat people. Like, what did you think was going to happen? The but, title. Yeah. People. But, um, it was, it was, uh, yeah, it was just this darkly magical film. I loved every frame of it. I yeah. lo- And of course, a, a big chunk of it is set in Ohio, which is nice. Right. Well, filmed in Cincinnati, yeah. I believe. Uh, at least most of it. But uh, yeah, a movie like this, the, the affliction can be, the otherness can yeah. be a metaphor yeah. for so many things that make people, especially when you're dealing with a couple of this age, coming of age, young adults feel otherness when they're finding out who they are. Not just their sexuality, but who Mm -hmm. they are just as people Mm -hmm. can make them, and for one variety, for any variety of reasons, feel other. 
feel outsiders, and that can be a metaphor for anything. Uh, but in this case, you know, they use that that peculiar affliction yeah. that, that Michael Stuhlbarg so creepily just says, "I think you can deal with it." Oh my God! You, know, you think you got a handle on it? Like so, like Chloe Sevigny did. Yeah, oh. that is what yeah. she's in it for like five seconds, and you're memorable. Like, Fuck. Yeah. Just, just a great ensemble And, and it's such a good movie. really is. Bones and All from 2022, uh, number four. Well, moving up to number three, and this is the one we're going to see tonight, so we'll just, you know, we won't talk much, but this is a customs officer who can smell fear, who develops an unusual attraction to a strange traveler while aiding a police investigation, which will call into question her entire existence. It's border. <laughs> I remember when this came out in 2018, I think. Did you write the review for I this? I did, yeah. Um, and then we were we were so disappointed that I forget who it was. I think it was a somewhat of a major yeah. publication. Whoever reviewed it. There are two real big reveals in this movie, as you'll see. And the reviewer gave one away. Yeah. Just boom. It, not even in the in the meat of the, no. of the review, in the headline. Yeah. And just I in, couldn't in a way believe it. That not only ruined that, but also just just gave away the fact that this reviewer just didn't take this film seriously at yeah. all. Um, yeah. And it's it's quite a brilliant movie. It really is. And it's, it's a big a, it's a yeah. big reveal. Yeah. And it's one of those where you're going along and you might think, uh, why is this a horror movie? And then that's the second reveal about what makes it a horror movie. So I'm very very intrigued by what you'll think of it afterwards. But and you want to say anything? Anything? Just else that about it was it? nominated for um, an Oscar for best uh, makeup. Oh yeah. yeah, yeah. They spent hours. The the actors there yeah. uh, spent hours in the makeup chair to achieve that look. But it's it's fascinating, and it's another one where maybe on the somewhat on the level of bones and all, it can be a metaphor for some sort of mm -hmm. any any sort of um, circumstance that makes people feel like, out, like they're outsiders. Yeah. And where do they belong? And finding their own place in the world and finding someone else to share it with. So there's a lot of uh, room for metaphor here. But we'll see what you think, and we definitely want to talk to you afterwards about what you think about Border, uh, number three. Okay, up to number two. This is 2014, one of our favorites in the Iranian ghost town, Bad City, a place that reeks of death and loneliness. The townspeople are unaware that they are being stalked by a lonesome vampire. A girl walks home alone at night. <laughs> My God, I love this movie. Oh, my God. I so love this movie great. so much. Um, and I remember the first time I saw it thinking that it had such a Jim Jarmusch vibe about mm -hmm. it, yeah. which I uh, that's, that's only could possibly be a good sign. Uh, Anna Lily Amapur's first feature, that's insane yeah. to me, that, that uh, the vision and sort of the theme and the awesomeness could be that well executed in it, it, your first feature film. And um, also, uh, again, I just got to say, a, a vampire on a skateboard. Greatest image. And she did all the skateboarding vampire nice. work. Yeah. And I, so Sheila Vand, who plays the girl. The girl. Um, and it's funny, our son and uh, all of his many roommates who are also in his rock band, they watched this movie on my recommendation, and the whole band fell in love with Sheila Vand. All of the <laughs> Georgia, or, or, or he would text me, he was like, we all love her, we love 
love the girl. We're obsessed. And I thought, well, that's just good thinking. You were raised right. <laughs> it's also the first vampire story to be set in a Middle Eastern setting. The whole look of it is fantastic. And then everything... Bad town. Yeah. And it, it's beautiful in its own way, but everything is just a little off. Uh, even when you notice early on that she has posters in her room of... Madonna. V Madonna, mm -hmm. Michael Jackson, yeah. the Bee Gees. But look, look closer. They're not re the real ones. Yeah. You, you see them just quickly, your eyes see them, oh, it's Madonna. No, it's really not. Look a little closer. There's just something a little bit off. And I love that. Down to the little details. Yeah. It looks great. You know, the, the opening where she, she takes uh, revenge on that guy. Mm -hmm. uh, this, then you know when her, when her fangs pop oh, yeah. out, you know, this, this is, she's badass and bad There's city. a thing about this movie, right? One of the things is that, you know, she, you know, she preys on individuals, and they really get to be individuals in this film. You have all of these sort of unusual characters. There's a prostitute, and there's a drug dealer, and there's uh, a pimp, and there's just a kid, like just a street urchin. There are all these characters that she interacts with one-on-one, -on -one, and then there's handsome Aresh. And, you know, you're like, just even at the first sight, I'm not a romantic person, and at the first sight, I'm like, Please don't kill handsome Aresh. Like, <laughs> wouldn't it be great if she doesn't kill handsome Aresh? And they wind up, you know, in really quite a very lovely, melancholy love story, mm -hmm. and and uh, and it just is in keeping with just the just the just lovely mood of this film. Yeah, yeah, it's it's a favorite uh, for many reasons, and it I can see that it's, it's similar to the love story we had the suggestion earlier of let the right one in. Yeah, somewhat similar. There, anytime there's a vampire involved, and and you're always looking for a different treatment of a vampire. Mm -hmm. And if we didn't know we needed a skateboarding vampire, we did need one, and now we have <laughs> it, and we we're better for it. So before we get to number one, which yeah. one do you think I made if we might have forgotten? Which based one? based on the earlier conversation that you had? With oh, uh, they brought up the fly. Oh, okay, mm -hmm. yeah. No, it's not. The fly is not on the list, but that is Brundlefly. Um, yeah, Brundlefly. Yeah, that's a that's a doomed love it is, story. It is a doomed love story, mm -hmm. and I love I love him in that movie. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's a good. Not gonna do it, but we're gonna go up to number one, and this is from 2013. Love this one so hard. A depressed musician reunites with his lover. However, their romance, which has already endured several centuries, is disrupted by the arrival of her uncontrollable younger sister, only lovers left alive. What is it? You look tired. Can't you tell your wife what your problem is? It's the way they treat the world. And now they've succeeded in contaminating their own blood, never mind their water. You're looking awfully pale there, Dr. Caligari. Is that the really good stuff? Precisely. What is that? negative one of my biggest memories of this movie was she was mad she was mad at me really because mad. when it came out I there was a critic screening and she was out of town and I got to see it first and uh, you were mad I was mad it was the same time on the same trip as a work trip so that sucks anyway lock Tom Hardy lock also Jim Jarmusch does a fucking vampire movie, and Tom Hardy does a movie, and George gets to see them both like three <laughs> weeks before me. I was mean to him for three full weeks. <laughs> so that's a good memory. But um, <laughs> I remember we were excited about this so much just from hearing about it. The casting, and it was Jim Jarmusch, 
I mean, my God, the great Tilda playing the vampire, yeah. yes. Yeah. And and Tom Hiddleston, and it really lived up to all of our expectations. It really Freaking did. Freaking loved it. Yeah. Um, it's one of my favorite endings. I mean, the wry humor about it. Then you got John Hurt popping yeah. up. Yeah. And, and everything about it, Anton the look. Anton Yelkin. Oh, Aww. yeah, Anton Yelkin. Yeah, that's bittersweet. But um, it's a great story, and it's a great story of... You know, vampires living centuries and all that. And then, as the synopsis says, you've got this chaos agent yes. of her sister mm -hmm. coming in. And he just, you know what's coming. You're like, no, don't be that way. Don't do it. And, of course, it just blows everything up. Yeah. It's, you know, it is such a, it's such a fun movie. I love, I, it was one of the first films that was just set in the, like, rubbles of Detroit and then and then there was like a succession of films that just exploited the fact that Detroit was at least per horror films in the you know 20 uh, 2000 2015 a, a range they saw it as like a no man's land which was really really funny there were so many wryly funny moments in this movie but oh, yeah. also it was it was really sort of deeply sweetly romantic it was. and and uh and Tilda Swinton she can do no wrong not ever. She's always great. But that hair is so glorious in this movie. It's awesome. And yeah, they're vampires. So it's a, it's a horror movie, uh, of course, because they're vampires. But it doesn't really feel like one until the end. And then when it does, you're like, nice. <laughs> I was happy to wait for this. Yeah. And their character names are Adam and Eve. But Jim Jarmusch has said not named after the biblical Adam and Eve. Instead, they were inspired by Mark Twain's satirical work, The Diaries of Adam and Eve. Which goes along. I can which is which is inspired by who? Adam and Eve. <laughs> yeah, that's just all bullshit. If your characters are named Adam and Eve, so two <laughs> two degrees of separation, okay. I guess. But um, but I not can to pick niche with the great Jim Jarmish, but I'm right, calling yeah, I'm calling shenanigans. But um, but you can see it being satirical. It, it's got some. It's satirical moments oh, sure, for sure. Yeah. But uh, love only lovers left alive. Number one on our list of. Horror movie romance, horror movie love stories. All right, we're up against the clock. So we've got uh, Border coming up here in a couple of minutes. Enjoy. Let's talk about it Timothy afterwards. Troy's Ding Dong first. Right. Wait, you, will you better rephrase that. Sorry. Yes. <laughs> Timothy Troy's film, the title of which is Ding Dong. <laughs> that happens first. Apologies, Tim. Um, One hour and 15 minutes later. Yeah, that's one you never know how it's going to go over. Uh, but it's it's movies like this that I always think of when, you know, you hear so often you hear people complain about, you know, there's nothing out there except superhero movies and sequels. There's nothing original. And yes, there is. <laughs> yes, there is. But you got you got to seek it out sometimes. You got to find it because this is an example of something that most people have never seen before. No. And as you were saying earlier, there are two big reveals. And, uh, you know, because people who are listening won't have just seen this. Not a lot of people have seen this. I want to talk about this movie, but I really don't want to spoil it for anybody. The first reveal, you know, that's one thing. For me, uh, what makes this movie a horror movie is um, a particular storyline about the neighbors that goes unresolved. Mm. And, you know, I'm so haunted by that. Like, literally, the worst imaginable thing that could ever happen. And then it just sort of disappears from the plot. I'm like, wait, I really need to know what happened. <laughs> and we don't ever know what happened. But for, for me, in a lot of ways, in kind of the way um, Tina and sort of what she represents and, and the way they look at the majority population, um, it, it's, it's really powerful the way that particular storyline is not resolved. 
Uh, the director, Ali Abbasi. Oh, who made Holy, Holy Spider. Holy Spider. Also, uh, Holy Shit. Holy if you've not seen Holy Spider, yeah. Wow. Uh, it's amazing, yeah. is it not? Yeah, it's an amazing film. Uh, Eva Melander played Tina, and Eero Milanov played Vore. And well, first of all, the makeup. Who played Roland? Ugh. Roland's a douchebag. What a d bag, <laughs> Roland! Get out of the house. That's right, man. Get out. Get out. Um, Get out, Roland. <laughs> the makeup. The makeup is amazing. It is in this movie. It looks so natural. You know, it really does. And I love. I love just the. The subtle ways that they draw the connection from her to the to nature, yeah, and and her, the moose, yeah, and her being an outsider of the world she's living in, mm-hmm. and slowly she's drawn into where she belongs, and you can see that from the opening frame of how she deals with the bug, yeah, and then the closing frame of how she deals with the bug, and she's accepted her place, and she's found her people, and she's. From the postcard, she's being invited, yeah. obviously. Here's what I want to know. Are we the only people the first time you see that fox? What did you all think? What's like the first thing that entered your mind? Because both of us, oh, both okay. of us said chaos reigns. Chaos reigns. Immediately. From Andy Christ. <laughs> <laughs> Every time I see a fox. <laughs> fox in the woods, chaos reigns. <laughs> uh, very well done. I was going to touch on the whole, uh, who walks in the woods I know you love that yeah. in their bare, bare feet yeah. and just no no problem. The movie was a bit speciest though, without giving too much away. Right. Yeah, I agree with you. Yeah, and um, not me. Well, George doesn't walk barefoot ever. But, no. Uh, no. I and don't I don't do the, walk don't in the, do the woods barefoot. ever. So no one here is going to walk barefoot <laughs> in the woods. That's but for that's, damn sure. But but again, that's part of her accepting exactly, her place yeah, and yeah. and and feeling comfortable in in her world. Um, it's fascinating, and it takes. If, if there's a movie, if there's a horror movie that takes longer to get to being a horror movie, I, I don't know. This was takes it takes a long. It does, time. but I, I mean, I don't find it tedious. Did you, did you guys, did you think, oh, this is too long of a wait? And you mentioned the the first reveal, which we're not going to mention because of uh, anybody that might be listening to the podcast. That's the one that we were talking about where it was spoiled by a, a review that we saw. Yeah, right away about what what they are. Like, yeah. Wow, you're going to say that? Right. But it's just it's a fascinating character study as well. Just breaking it down to those two people. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I do agree with you. Like uh, it's definitely one of the most original uh, romances I've ever seen. Um, what else can I say? I really like the concept of like smell. How they were both able to like have a good sense of smell in such a different way. Also, it was a really gorgeous movie to watch. Like all the outdoor scenes uh, were just so stunning. Yeah, it really was, and it was is well put together in that way, and just in a slow, a slow burn, which which I always appreciate, and and you know subtle, a lot of visual storytelling, but and I nothing was spoon fed. One one of the things I like about that, uh, you know, what you're saying is that um, when you see her at work, it's so, you know, she works in an airport, she works at the border, and it's so sterile, it's so you know uh, concrete and unpleasant, and then as soon as she gets home, first. The first thing you hear are those dogs, which is Roland's dogs, mm-hmm. you know. But then once she walks out barefoot into the woods, it, it is. It's, it's just absolutely beautiful, which is kind of funny because, of course, she's not. And 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 then, you know, in especially in, in all the swimming scenes, it all becomes in itself, even with, uh, you know... Um, you know, people who are who are very obviously per the film, not what anybody wants to look at. The whole image is quite lovely. Yeah, and of course, how the dogs deal with her early on, 
they're not intimidated by her. But then when she learns to accept and embrace who she is, then they are. She can yes. be she can be alpha and she will not be pushed around. It's all about her accepting accepting her place in the world. Yeah. That's fascinating. Any other comments? Holy shit. Good to see you. <laughs> um, I just wanted to share my experience real quick. Thank you. Um, I just did a double feature, and I feel it was an amazing night. I saw opera. Oh, nice. Craziest shit, nonsensical, amazing stuff <laughs> I ever saw. And then this one of the most genius, just brutal, heavy shit, too. And... Um, yeah, I just wanted to say that a uh, very impressed love story that took suddenly uh, the leap to the top spot in my list. Um, I got to say I love Bones and all. That was it for me. And this kind of just, it was a battle, you know. <laughs> and I'll mention some honorable mentions that I thought are amazing love stories. Lo the Lobster, like absolute crazy stuff going on there. And the other one that kind of... Uh, is escaping my mind at the moment and hopefully comes back any second now is um <laughs> yeah just a something to think about this movie i'll say man <laughs> like um, i absolutely uh loved it well i love me some lobster that's yeah. a good that's a good reference an opera that's an opera that, and by the way nice, speaking of the lobster we just the other night we saw poor things. the new one from oh yorgos lanthimos poor things oh my god oh it's so great it's so good it's so great so so good you know, not so much a comment about this movie, but just about the year so far. What do you guys have about babies as a theme for this year? This is like the fifth movie where infants have been a plot point, at least. Yeah. Well, you know, we're empty nesters now, and uh, <laughs> <laughs> I think it's time to look deep within ourselves. <laughs> yeah. No, it's, yeah. We I haven't know, noticed that. Thank no, well, because we had uh, Prevent. We did Prevent. Hagazuza, yeah. yeah. Hagazusa, and, and, well, yeah. Yeah. Swallow. Right. Wow. Yeah. Maybe we need to go to therapy. Yeah. And, and when he says we, of course, he means me. What I like about uh, the kind of the themes uh, of, of, the, of the film in particular is what or who is the monster and yep. monstrous? Sure. Are you, monst are you a monster because of just basically what you are or what you do? Yeah, for sure that's a theme, especially the way, the way he is, is rationalizing to her what he's doing. And then, I mean, the end is so ambiguous in that particular way. Mm -hmm. You know, and, it, and it's funny to me because it's a Swedish film, but um, to me it feels very uh, American in sort of this comment on um, indigenous people. Like, that, that's, to me, what they represent. And, of course, they don't because it's a Swedish film. And, and the truth is that, that uh, you know, you can find that kind of otherness and, and that yeah. uh, othering and... It's just brutal way of dealing with an entire population of people in almost every nation in the world. But mm. it, but it is it is interesting to see sort of the idea of even the most vulnerable and innocent of a population is still part of the population that you hate, mm. and how easy it is to disregard human beings because they're not what you are. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's boy, it's really powerful. And are we we're seeing we're seeing yes. that play out as we speak? Horrifyingly, unfortunately, so. yeah. 
So uh, all, all good comments. Thank you guys so much. We're going to get this edited and up uh, very soon. Uh, and you can catch it, obviously, on the, uh, the usual platforms, madwolf.com. And also we'll uh, post it. We've got the uh, Mad Wolf on Twitter and Mad Wolf Columbus on Facebook and Instagram. And, and is there a Facebook group that you can follow, George? Hmm. <laughs> so glad you asked. Yes, Fright Club Podcast Group on Facebook, if you're not members already. Please join up, and we've got a lot of platforms to uh, catch it. So uh, thank you for the comments, and thank you for, the, for coming out and for liking it, too. I was very curious how this would go over. I really, I really was, so I was grateful to hear, uh, hear the applause. And, and thanks w- again to Timothy Troy for letting us yeah, uh, show ding dong. ding dong. For Timothy Troy and his phrasing. phrasing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. For sharing Semantics. his film, <laughs> ding dong. And once again, December. December, we're going to uh, we're going to show the short film. We're going to show is Rakefet Albernell's Boo, and then we are going to show we're going to talk about alcoholics and horror movies, and we're going to show the incredibly fun The Wolf of Snow Hollow. Yeah, come to that. Isn't that fun? It's so much Jim fun. Jim Cummings, a favorite of oh, ours, yeah, a favorite. and a werewolf movie, a favorite oh, yeah, of yeah, ours. Yeah. yeah, this is so much fun. Yeah, it is. Looking forward to that. Love that. So we'll lighten the, lighten the mood a little bit. Yep. Um, so that, that'll be next uh, month. And also, that's the next Fright Club Live. But in between, we're going to be back in the studio, and we're going to have our buddy Jamie Ray from Fave 5 from Fans, and we're going to talk about telephones. That's right. Telephones. Telephones and horror, and horror movies. And, and at some point, you're going to be on his show and talk about the Flintstones. Yes. Yes. Well, and I'm he, not going to be on that he because does a top I don't five know list. dick about the Flintstones. And I love the Flintstones, and we're going to run down our favorite <laughs> Flintstones episodes. Um, yeah, major. But someday when he does Scooby Doo, she'll be ready. That's right. I'm okay. all in. All right, so we'll get to that. Until next time, she's Hope Madden. He's George Wolf. And this is the Fright Club Podcast. 